Welcome to 7 Minutes in NYC, your seven-day-a-week NYC capsule cast where the coolest New Yorkers give you the real deal about the city that never sleeps in less time than it takes to butter your bagel. Hosted by Alex Mito of Superfine Art Fair. Hello, everybody, and welcome to New York City. My name is Alex Mito, and I'm here today with none other than Joe Chisholm. Joe is an actor and co-founder of Marquee Digital. It's a contactless solution for theatrical program needs. Welcome to the show, Joe. Thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure. We had your partner, Carlin, with us today, and I wanted to tell everybody who's listening, we are here again in the Standard Hotel in the Meatpacking District. We're looking out over the Hudson River. It's a beautiful July day, a little overcast, but still beautiful, and it's super exciting to be here and yeah. to be here in person with you. I know. Um, so, Joe, you are in the New York theater scene, and... I'm going to tell our listeners something. So the first time I ever met you, I saw you naked, okay? <laughs> Can you tell our listeners about that show and about, like, how we met? Tell, tell that story. Yeah, I think we should probably clarify. Yeah. Clarify that. Yes, that, that clarify book. that. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, gosh, now it's it's almost three years ago, more than really, when especially when I started with the show. It was an off-Broadway show called Afterglow. Um, it ran for... Over a year, um, I joined a couple weeks into the production, and it was supposed to be a three-week gig, and the show was supposed to close, and um, we just kept extending and extending, and there was um, some onstage nudity in moments of the show, and that definitely became um, a talking point for a lot of the theater industry, but... Um, I don't know. I I have a really, really um, soft spot in my heart for that production because, I mean, guys that I consider my family now, my co-stars, um, David and Brandon, I met. Um, and uh, it just was a really, it was a really fun show to do because it was, it had this sense of, I gotcha, where people thought they were coming to see this kind of raunchy play, but actually there was a lot of a deeper message and a lot of people kind of got shook um, by the questions about, fidelity and relationships um, that kind of get brought up in the piece. And so it, I definitely um, hold it in a nice place in my heart. Yeah, it was a wonderful show. And it's how we met. And yeah. we, we met Brandon and David through the show right. as well. So and also uh, Mati and everybody like all through the same place. So yeah. it, was a, it was a very connecting thing. So basically everyone in New York who saw theater that year yes. saw you naked as well. Yeah, so. I, I, I very early on was asked by Playbill to, to write up a little about my experience. And that was only three months into the run. And I had done a calculation of like like 10,000 people just from like that <laughs> that part and then then I we were there for almost nine months after that so yeah I always made the joke like there, who needs dating apps now um that, <laughs> that, after that show you're well known <laughs> yeah cool so now let's switch gears a little bit we'll talk about Marquee yeah so did you always have a passion for the producing side of theater or did that kind of come about with the pandemic and with what the changes over the past couple of years um so I mean I have for the past 10 years very early on right when I moved to New York I started a web design company um, that I've always been a complete computer nerd dork. That's kind of where I've always thrived. Um, and that has been a, a secondary business that I've kind of grown over the past 10 years. And it's really just it become its own entity, which is I'm very happy and proud of. And Marquis just kind of became a brainchild that split off from that kind of tech minded brain that I have. And it was not... Um, unexpected thing. Again, it, um, I'm sure Carlin spoke about in her thing. It, I went on a run as I normally do. That's my therapy. And the idea came because of all the restrictions of, of the COVID era. I was shocked really to think that 
that theater had not really caught up with every other industry. You know, um, we've had this major disruption in life in every facet and so many other industries, sectors, parts of the world have adapted and it seems the theater in industry had not yet. And really the paper program is the, has not changed in 200 years. The way that we have it now, the playbill as we know it now was first printed in the late 1800s. Um, and every other aspect of the industry has evolved, modernized, innovative, um, become an industry of today. And so we thought that it was time to, um, to, to have the program, pension program catch up. And um, it's been really exciting to have conversations with theaters all across the country, organizations all across the country, and see how willing and excited people are, and also how willing and excited audiences are um, to make this change now, especially after 14 months with no live theater, with no interaction, how willing people are to make this shift if it means that they can get their butts back in seats and be experiencing theater again. And that's all we really want. Right. So exactly. And Carlin was telling us a little bit about a show that is actually here in the Standard Hotel mm -hmm. that's using Marquee Digital. Can you tell us what the show is yeah, and what it's so about? It's, it's not, um, the show's called Seven Deadly Sins. Okay. Um, it's part of Tectonic Theater Project. Mm -hmm. um, it's part of their company. Uh, it's not specifically in the Standard itself. It's actually right, it's in the Meatpacking District. So ah, it's okay. out, it's on the storefronts all around the meatpacking district. Okay, cool. And Glad um, you clarified that. Yeah, well, sorry, but sorry. I mean, you, everyone, we literally, we were saying as we were walking down here, like we were here two nights ago for the opening and it's literally just right on this corner. And so pretty much anyone at the standard, they'll see every single night until the end of the run, they'll see these groups of people with headphones on walking to these different lit up storefronts and just seeing some really amazing pieces, some, by the, some of the best writers in the industry right now on storefronts in the middle of New York, and I think it's just one of the most incredible ways to usher the industry back to life in the city, to make it really part. The city is really a character in and of itself. I love that, and that's a good seg, because you came up with the idea for Marquee while you were on a run, and our listeners might wanna have the next big idea. Yeah. So where's your favorite run in New York? Oh, I mean, we're looking at it right now. The Hudson Greenway is like one of my favorites, especially for a long run. Okay. Um, uh, I have luckily, there's a track that's right next to my apartment uh, up in Hamilton Heights. So I get to go there um, often. And that's where that's where the marquee thought happened. But um, I mean, the, the Hudson Greenway is perfect. Central Park is my other favorite. Um, Hudson I like more because there's no hills. <laughs> so <laughs> if it's a long run, I'm not going to kill myself doing it. Um, but yeah. So guys, if you want to have your next billion dollar baby idea... <laughs> go for a run on the Hudson Greenway or Central Park or up in Hamilton Heights, but get out there and run the city. Yes. We're going to be right back to hear about Joe's craziest NYC experience. But first, a quick message from our amazing sponsors. Superfine Art Fair is the top art fair for connecting directly to the most exciting emerging artists in the world. And what's better, we're coming back to New York this fall with three consecutive in-person fairs from September 23rd to October 3rd. Learn more about how to apply as an artist at www.superfine.world. Limited quantity all-access passes go on sale on August 1st, so stay tuned to Superfine Art Fair on Instagram to get yours. So, Joe, I'm sure you've had some crazy experiences riding the subway, maybe after a show or after something, after maybe a bar, whatever. Can you tell us one that really sticks out in your mind? Okay, I'm going to try not be too crass. You can. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this was probably from, oh, years and years and years ago. I used to work at this amazing Mexican restaurant downtown called Agave um, in the village. And I was coming home after a really late night. Um, we closed down the restaurant, so it was probably like 2 or 3 in the morning and exhausted after a two-shift day, and the subway was, of course, packed. 
Um, but we all sat down. It was very, it was one of those totally iconic New York moments where everyone was sitting there. No one was looking at each other. Everyone was crammed next to each other. And I managed to get a seat and looked across and there was this couple that kind of seemed to be arguing, having a little fuss. No one was minding them and definitely were a little bit inebriated. And the woman got up and then she kind of got on top of the guy. And I really like we no, no, no I'm messing up the story. He got on top of her. He she like grabbed him and I was like, I think we're just about to experience this. Yeah, this is going to happen. This is I think this is about to happen. Uh, I was wrong. She actually picked him up to cover her. And then we later, moments later, saw her skirt go down. And all of a sudden, a stream of pee hit the subway seat and just filled their subway seat and then fell down onto the, the ground of the subway and just kind of started spreading. And I only say this, I mean, it was like absolutely ridiculous. But my biggest takeaway from the moment was everyone else around because everyone was such a pure New Yorker and that they looked down. No one like made a noise. No one made a fuss. No one like moved to the other side of the subway. Like the people sitting closest to them moved their legs and their bags just enough to miss the puddle. So they didn't actually have to like be inconvenienced and move anywhere. They just moved just enough and just let it spread. And I was like, this is New York. This oh, is New York. Oh my God. Peeing <laughs> on the subway. This is New York. That is a crazy story. So guys, this has been Seven Minutes in New York City with Joe Chisholm. You can find Joe on Instagram at Joe Chisholm as well as on his website, www.joechisholm.net and Marquee Digital at www.marqueedigital. Joe, it has been such a pleasure having you with us this afternoon and I know our listeners have enjoyed it as well. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. All right, guys, get out there and go see some live theater. Yes. We've also enjoyed being here with you today. Listen in every day, seven days a week for more of our conversations with the movers, shakers, and culture makers of the city that never sleeps. Follow us on Instagram at 7minutesNYC and be sure to post or story anytime you're listening. You can find us online at 7minutesIn.NYC or 7minutesNYC.com. We highly encourage you to get on our mailing list for all kinds of fun New York offers. We also send out the weekly schedule of guests every Sunday so that can help as well. If you're enjoying the show, we'd also appreciate it if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on your preferred listening platform. That helps other listeners just like you find 7 Minutes in NYC and enjoy our guests' amazing stories. Until next time, New Yorkers and Globetrotters, get out there and make today count. <laughs>